It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to wall. Wall, measure, deal, gets open for three. Hey everyone, welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Becca Winkert, also known as at BeccaMVP on Twitter. And today is a very special day because we have a new host. Everybody, I would like to introduce the real Quentin Mayo. Or is it Mayo? You said Mayo? Mayo. I'll be Spanish for a day. That's fine. (laughs) He, um... He's my Twitter bestie, and I just want to let you guys know that he is not afraid to call anyone out. So if you tweet that that craziness towards him, then expect the worst. Yeah, I, I've gotten on Becca a few times. That's how this all started, honestly. I, <laughs> I went too hard on Marching Gord's Hot. She was just very upset with me. And then after that, I DM'd her, and I was like, you know what? We should probably do a show one day down the line. So that's how it started. Match it made in heaven. Started. <laughs> and um, he actually... What happened was I kind of tweeted at Gortat a thank you for your service kind of tweet. And um, he really, he did not like that tweet. And he made it very clear. And we were Twitter friends for a while. But I was <laughs> like, really, who who is this person? Like, it, it turned into a whole, because Gortat is a sensitive subject for a lot of us Wizards fans. Absolutely. So, but... Um, how we met in person is even more crazy Very because crazy. we first met at the Dwight Howard press conference and he was sitting right behind me and he gave me a lot of anxiety before the 
<laughs> before the press conference because he told me that they were going to hand the microphone to me to ask a question if nobody had a question. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> it was pretty scary. I said, please don't tell me that this is true because I probably won't have a question. I was just happy to be there. <laughs> but um, you had some good questions. Some really like professional, like high level questions. I tried to do my best job of imitating people that actually know what they're doing. So I did a lot of ESPN watching. Uh, I was about to say CSN, NBC Sports watching. <laughs> Same thing, right? All that, all that good stuff. And it t- it took me some time. Like before you got there, I was probably in the back for thirty minutes, like rehearsing those questions. So. Yeah. Yeah. I did not rehearse anything. So next time you to- you're gonna get them. Next, next time. time I'm gonna ask all the questions. They're not even gonna be able to take the microphone out of my hands. Yeah, I believe it's you. gonna be that crazy. So today we thought that we would go over media day, which happened on Monday. So we're a little late, but we feel like we owe it to you to give us or give you our two cents on media day. So. They had it at the new practice facility in Congress Heights. And um, a lot of you on Twitter have actually said that it looks like, literally, it looks like it's out of 2K because it's just so perfect and flawless looking. And the Wizards' um, Twitter account was not very happy with that. They responded and they're like, by the way, this is not 2K. (laughs) This is an actual place that we spent a lot of money on. So please, please stop calling it 2K. And um, did you get a chance to listen to Media Day Live? I did. I got to listen to it a little bit. Um, I really wanted to be there, but obviously I couldn't. But um, I tuned in on Facebook for a, a few of Scott Brooks's clips and uh, Otto Porter. But what what sucked about the Facebook stream is that if you left and came back, it would start from the beginning. So I couldn't like skip ahead to John Wall or Bradley Bill or pick up where I would have to start from the beginning every time. So after three times of me doing that, I just say, you know what, forget it. I'll go back and watch the highlights and listen to the key stuff later on when it's posted. But it was it was definitely some good bits, but a lot of it sounded, you know, the typical we're here. New year. Let's get this money. So new year, new team, new me. Yeah. New year, new me. I wanted to be there as well. I could not make it. Having a full-time job is pretty difficult. Working girl. In addition, in addition to having a podcast and I don't think it would sit very well with my employers if I had my phone on Facebook Live during my job and they're like, "Why is John Wall talking out of your purse <laughs> right now?" <laughs> so I just decided to catch up later and kind of sneak my phone and look on Twitter as it was happening. And um, like you said, Media Day is a place in time where players tend to show us, you know, how high the bar is set for the season. And of course, we can't get away from Media Day without a little trash talking from at least one person mm-hmm. um specifically i mean i don't want to name any names but mark keith, keith morris, morris. <laughs> <laughs> keith morris what are you doing it mm. seemed like everyone <clears throat> was on point with the pretty much the same boat you know not talking and just letting the play speak for itself and keith he kind of said the same thing until he said I feel like Boston has never been better than us. Mm. 
it was it was crazy because I'm scrolling through Twitter, I'm refreshing, I'm getting the latest. You know, I got notifications on for every person in the DC media, so I'm getting the clips, and I see Scott Brooks says that the guys have to stop talking, and then the next tweet is like Markeith Moore says we're better than everybody. I'm like, what did not did somebody not give him the company line? Like you don't say anything about that, and it made me think about when we were eliminated by Boston. What was it a couple years ago? In the locker room, they asked Keith about the game, and he was one like, well, obviously the better team didn't win. I'm like, well, <laughs> okay, Markeith. So he's had a history of speaking out, as do most of our most of the players on the team. So that was probably like the only blip. But after a whole summer of players saying we just got to put our head down, Wall saying that, Bill saying that, we just had to put our head down, stop talking, and focus on the game and getting better with this team, it kind of threw the whole mood of the media day very left. It was just terrible. I mean, I last season, you know, there were several times within the season where they said it's kind of like a vicious cycle with them. They say, hey, we're going to stop talking. We're just going to prove ourselves, you know, on the court. And then someone's always got to have that, you know, like that that little comment. That's just like, why would you even say that? And, you know, talking about Toronto and we we were a eliminated first round we got eighth seed i mean there's just no reason why any of that should have been said so keith i hope you're um i hope you're gonna stop doing that because that is just not (laughs) that is not something that uh, we need especially from these guys yeah something however after now that we've addressed the bad news i'd like to yeah um talk about how bradley beal he said something that really impressed me. He said that during the summer, he's taken the time to look at Dwight Howard's game and kind of see where his sweep spots are and how he, you know, how he operates on the court. And I think, you know, since they haven't had a lot of time to practice together and play together and really develop the team chemistry, I thought that was really worth noting and giving Beal a pat on the back. Yeah, that it's, it's, it's good to hear things like that. Um, these guys, supposedly got the main issue out of the locker room, which was Martin Gortat or whatever they think was the issue. So now it's kind of a fresh slate for them, even though the player that they did bring in was kind of, well, not kind of, is the circus act of Dwight Howard. But the fact that they feel as though they have a piece now in play down low that, I mean, he had 57,000, I think he had like 57,000 All-Star votes last season. He arguably should have made the All-Star game over Al Horford, but the Celtics had a better team. So it's not like he's coming off of a slouch of a year. He just played in a bad market where, you know, it's not a lot of recognition in Charlotte. So he had a very productive season. So for Bill to take the time in the midst of dealing with a very pregnant wife and a very busy schedule to look at how not how he not Uh, I got this mixed up. Not how he can improve, but how he can make his teammates improve and make the new addition to his team feel comfortable in that offense and that defense. It says a lot about how he's trying to grow as a player and a leader on that team. I was just extremely impressed that, you know, like you said, I mean, he's had a crazy busy summer. Um, Having a newborn is not easy. And um, he showed up to media day in shape no dad bod in sight like he Not was close. he Not was close. killing it like yeah. i'm i'm really impressed and i really think that this season he's going to continue his good work and um john wall he did not surprisingly he did not say anything to 
you know, too what? crazy. He he was okay. He said that um, he understands, and basically he understands that talking will do very little for this team, and they just have to, you know, leave it all on the court. And that um, in terms of his ranking on ESPN, he kind of just said, you know, well, if there's 31 players better than me, like, you better prove it. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I he's right. Like, we can't argue with him there. So yeah. I, I was pretty satisfied with Wall. And, um, yeah, so Beal and Wall, they had pretty good things to say. Dwight Howard always has good things to say. Always. No matter, no matter what press conference he's in. He's he, a walking soundbite. He, you know, if he retires from the NBA, he should most definitely be on TV. Absolutely. Like, he's one of those dudes that's like, he speaks so well, he's so charming, he needs to be on TV when he retires, so. Him and Vernon Davis should actually do a show. Vernon Davis of the Redskins, the tight end, he's perfect. Like, he's got the smile, the teeth, he's charming, he's very... Um, precise in how he speaks. Both of those guys are very calculated in how they approach the media, and I'm pretty sure they're probably setting up for a TV debut some some way down the line. That whoever their publicist is, <laughs> like they they need a raise because yeah. I mean, there's a lot of players that I've seen that could really benefit from a better publicist. But those guys that they they've never said anything that's like wow, like you really shouldn't have said that. Like smooth talkers. Yeah. So that's I mean that's really exciting. And um, Otto Porter, yeah, he, he he's, basically... He's the story of kind of the offseason. He's in such a weird... Well, I guess John Wall was the story of the offseason because we haven't really... Going back to the point of like he didn't really have much to say, we haven't really stopped hearing from John Wall since the season ended with his Summer of Separation series on Ball is Life. And he's had a lot to say about the expectations for himself and the season. So past John Wall, Otto Porter... And Scott Brooks, like, they're very determined to have a new stretch of auto basketball. I think Scott Brooks said something like, uh, it's frustrating watching Otto get the ball and not shoot it every time it touches his hand. And he asked the media, if you see him not shooting the ball, please bring it up to him because he needs to be more aggressive. And then Otto clapped back saying, you know, I want to be more like Klay Thompson in terms of creating my own shot, shooting the ball, and play defense like Kawhi Leonard. So if you mix Kawhi Leonard with Klay Thompson – that might be one of the best players we have ever seen in the history of the league, but, you know. Working for that max contract. Working he, for it. Um, Got to. I think if he stays healthy, I mean, obviously last season he had some issues with his hip. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like every time I saw him on the court, there were at least a couple times each game where I'd see him, like, wincing, like, mm-hmm. you know, and just, like, feeling like, you know, he wasn't his best, but hopefully he can remain healthy and John Wall can remain healthy and feel now we've got Superman on our team. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. And I think what's important for this team is just to develop the chemistry and, you know, because all of them have kind of stated that they look good on paper, but that doesn't matter at the end of the day. Mm. And they know that. So hopefully they can continue on to build the chemistry to form that kind of like big three maybe that we haven't really had before yeah this team definitely has the talent on paper i dropped my eastern conference predictions like a couple days ago and although there were a lot of a a lot of outliers saying you know you got to switch the wizards with 
um, Toronto and Boston, they're going to be one, two seed. Those are the outliers, but a lot of people realize that this team has a lot of work to do to maybe get the four, the five, the six seed, because that's kind of like where those, those teams that aren't really elite, but they're not terrible, like the Bucks and, uh, who else? You got the Bucks, the Pacers, teams like that are kind of all in the mix in the same area. So this is probably the deepest bench they've had with Jeff Green and Austin Rivers and literally the best big man that Wall or Bill has ever played with in their career, even at his age. So the pieces on paper look decent, but chemistry is something that's very, very important for this team, especially after everything they've been through. But we haven't just we haven't been able to get it right, like for whatever reason. You know, I'm not sitting in the locker room every single day. I kind of wish I was, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of don't because, um, yeah, I just there's something about them that, you know, you just can't put your finger on it. But you know that there's some underlying issues. Mm-hmm. But overall, media day was pretty decent. There wasn't any, you know, craziness or bold statements except for Keith, of course. Yeah, he's got it. Mm-hmm. He's got to throw in his little side comment. But um There's been some talk about Jimmy Butler. Mm. The Wizards have been interested in him. And when we take a quick break, we're going to come back and discuss some of the things that were said on the some other podcast that isn't ours, (laughs) which you shouldn't which you shouldn't listen to. Right. You should listen to ours. But we're going to discuss what was said and we will see you soon. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey everybody, welcome back to Locked on Wizards. I'm your host, Becca Winker, and I'm here with my new host. And if you have not followed him on Twitter, you need to do so. If you don't, I feel bad for you. (laughs) But if you do follow him, I also feel bad for you because he probably follows you and he will call you out when you're wrong. Absolutely. So, you know, you can't, Twitter Twitter beef you can't get away from. It's just always going to be... Thing it's a part of me. TOQM underscore. Don't come with any lame off page, off base, off touch comments about sports because I don't tolerate it. And Becca doesn't tolerate either. This it's a new page <laughs> on this podcast. We're not tolerating any BS. Okay. We need you to come correct, come with your stuff, because if not, we're just gonna laugh you off the off the feet. We're not taking it anymore. No, we're not taking the hot takes. We're not taking, you know, the if you don't at least if you don't watch every single game, Mm-mm. do not do not come at us. Do not tell us how how to feel, because we're there every single night. We're watching. We're you know dissecting the play, and where this is no BS season. No casual that, that, fans. No casual. No, fans. no casual fans. We need our diehards to give us feedback because we really want to hear what you have to say. But um, I'm not gonna lie. Um, Quentin and I, we became friends because I was basically John Wall's like advocate on Twitter. Yep. 
And I was like, how can you ever think that Kyrie Irving is better than him? Which, <sighs> if you do, like, please unfollow me, like, whatever. It's cool. Like, nice knowing Just you. turn the podcast <laughs> off right now. If that's how you feel, just, just turn it off. Just, like, literally block me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but one day, it, the Gortat comment really didn't sit well with him. And he um, he called me out on it. And we had a little back and forth but then we realized we're like you know it would be really good if we just do this show and just you know make it work because i know there's going to be times where we disagree oh absolutely and i can't i cannot wait for those times (laughs) because it's going to get crazy yeah and just you're gonna have to stick around because those times are going to be awesome and that's the real tea i guess yeah yeah but um you said you had listened to a podcast this morning where Apparently, the Wizards are semi-interested in Jimmy Butler. Yes, it was um, the Woj, Wojnowski of ESPN and also Zach Lowe. Woj bomb. Um, they got together on a podcast, which they do quite often, and especially at this time of Jimmy Butler, you know, asking to be traded out of Minnesota. A lot of teams have tried to kick the tires on them, and what do you know? You listen in, and you hear that the Wizards have made a few phone calls and have expressed some interest in Jimmy Butler. Now, the thing that we talked a little bit about this before the podcast started was, you know, who would you give up? And I don't have any information on that. Becca doesn't. Nobody really knows what goes on in that front office, to be completely honest. But I would just assume that if they were, which I think is highly unlikely, that it would be Auto Porter would be like the most they'd give up. And after that, right. it'd be, you know, the Kelly Oubre's, the Keefs and all that stuff. But when you really think about it, Otto's contract is humongous. Who wants to pick up that contract? You got Kelly Oubre, who was on the last year of his deal. So he's going to be wanting to get paid. You got Jan Mahimi that people keep saying, like, let's move Mahimi. Nobody wants that contract. The Wizards are stuck with it. So let's just wait it let's out. Let's just be honest. Nobody's he's touching not, that. He's not leaving. He's not leaving. And um, I, I feel like I'm going to hate myself for saying this, but... <laughs> I saw pictures of Jan Mahimi oh, no. from um, Media Day, and I gotta say, like, he looks like he's in real good shape. Like he he looks he <laughs> looks the part. He really does he, look the part. He, he was looks, shooting threes the other day. He made like sixty five out of a hundred threes. Scott Brooks said something like, um, "Don't we're not calling any plays for Jan threes, but don't be surprised if he pulls up and knocks one down." So I don't know if to be if I should be excited for that. Or very or scared. Like I'm going to say very scared. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to stick with horrified. But there's a real video on the internet that has Jan Mahimi consistently making three-point shots. So maybe he's trying to transform his game. Dwight Howard came in, put some pressure on him. He's going to push back. <laughs> I just can't. I, I can't process that Jan would ever shoot threes and actually something would go in. Oh, my gosh. But the fact that there's proof <laughs> and... <laughs> There's proof. Like, he needs to be on, like, Guinness Book of World Records or something. (laughs) Like, he's killing it. So, hopefully, um, Jan will be of assistance to us this season. I know I'm probably going to get attacked on Twitter, and I probably (laughs) deserve it. But (laughs) he's just, um, he's amazing. You have to, (laughs) as a Wizards fan, you have to just settle in with the fact that you have Jan Mahimi and Jason Smith will be the backups for Dwight Howard. That's, That's it. 
that's it oh we kind of got off track from the jimmy butler to to, to kind of dead that really quickly (laughs) uh reportedly minnesota asked they were in talks with the sixers and the sixers reported that for jimmy butler they were asking for ben simmons so if you think (laughs) that's not going to happen obviously but if you think that the wizards will give up actually you know what i couldn't even get that statement out of my mouth (laughs) <laughs> who knows what this wizard front who office will knows? do but they're asking for a lot and i mean a lot like the best player on the team for jimmy butler that doesn't even want to be there so it's it's a mess in minnesota but i don't i don't think the wizards will do anything like that i cannot picture them doing it because i just don't understand or process what they would possibly give up for jimmy i mean great player but he's not young, you know. He's that he he's almost thirty. 30 he's not young. Right he he's not young, and I mean he's still an incredible player. But I just don't know how he would fit in this team, anyways. So I just to hear that is just kind of like strange. But I'm not surprised either that that would yeah. be something that the front office would kind of consider. Um, so and he's also yeah. in his contract year so after this offseason he'll be eligible to test free agency and get paid millions and millions of dollars by the highest bidder so i mean it doesn't really make much sense unless they do trade auto porter right and then clear that cap off the books contract. yeah and then give it to jimmy butler who turns 30 in august i'm probably butchering that i'm trying to be all cool and no players birthdays i'm not that good yet i don't know who <laughs> you I gotta thought I was. okay if you go that far you gotta start knowing their like signs and stuff right you know you can't if it once you start memorizing their birthdays it's like you have to like get into all that horoscope <laughs> yeah. drama and like he's a libra their... he loves starbucks he hates conflicts <laughs> he and his starbucks. favorite color is periwinkle like i gotta know stuff like that yeah, like, you've got to know, like, really personal information about yeah. them. And, you know, like, Wikipedia is, like, a beautiful thing. Mm. I will always use it. Actually, I don't know if I even trust Wikipedia because I'm just crazy <laughs> like that. So just go on the NBA website. And um, the reason why I know John Wall's horoscope, by the way, is because he's a Virgo and I'm a Virgo. Oh. So I feel like our personalities are kind of, like, very similar so once i found out that he was a virgo i was like yep that makes total sense right because virgos are very critical they're very driven they're a little crazy but it's it's for the best (laughs) it's for the best it's always for the best keyword key phrase do you know your sign i think i'm a taurus so i don't know what that means about me workers oh really yeah yeah. so you, you got to brag to your friends, you know, just be like, look, I'm a Taurus, you know, like <laughs> I work hard. it is what it is. Yeah. I work hard. I'm I'm ready to go. And yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> look, we learn something new every day. And this is day one of the podcast. You're teaching me signs. It's, it's a beautiful thing. This is going to be fun. I know we're we're going to totally rub off on each other. It's probably for the worst, but I'm <laughs> hoping it's the be- for the best. Um, I, fun fact, before we started recording this podcast, I was trying to start the intro. Oh, God. And <laughs> I kept laughing because, uh, like, you know, like a little child that I am, I think it's funny when someone's looking at me and I'm trying to, like, give a presentation <laughs> or something. So I could not stop laughing. And he... 
he literally had to look the other way and say, I'm not paying attention to you. (laughs) Go ahead and start. And it was just hilarious. So I know that this podcast is definitely going to be fun when the season starts. And hopefully I get over my fear of like feeling awkward when I start yeah. the podcast. It's just something that I've never gotten over. But you'll get it. You know, we'll, we'll work on it. Yeah. And um, yeah, so please follow him on Twitter. What was your username again? At T-O-Q-M underscore five, five uh, characters. That's it. T-O-Q-M underscore. Okay, hear me out. Why are you not at the real Quentin <laughs> Mayo? It's so it's so many letters. Like, oh, uh. see, but actually, this is something I'm taking you behind the curtain. Nobody knows this. T O Q M stands for the original Quentin Mayo. See, so I stick with the same theme across. But you're right. You're right. You're close. And you can stop saying Mayo. It's Mayo, just like the condiment. Mayo. But I'll be. I know, I'll be I don't want to. I don't want to say podcast. that because I feel like that's not a a real last name. Like, oh, oh my God. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna give you. Call, I know you can't you can't tell them because then they won't let you do the podcast with me anymore. <laughs> They'll say this girl she just like she disrespected, she disrespected our whole our name. Lineage. Oh my god! No, but I don't want to believe it. It's like so Mayo Mayo like same thing. I'm trying to be fancy with it. Yeah. But when people mispronounce my name and say like Weinkert, I want to punch them in the face. Weinkert. So <laughs> Winker Weinkert like same thing. <laughs> so I totally get it. But yeah. I just wanted to thank all of our listeners for listening. If you have any takes you want to give us, you know, like at us, we're more than willing to have debates. We're more than willing to, you know, agree with you, like your tweets, retweet. Like we love interacting on Twitter. Definitely. Um, Q will sit there all day and interact with you. So just, you know, if you're going to fight with him, just know you're going to be on Twitter for the next 20 hours. Yeah, so. you're not going to get like, away. I'm in class tweeting. Like, I should be studying or doing my work. No, I need to see what somebody said about the Wizards or some other players. Or I, I argue with fan bases, too. I'm not ashamed in my game. Now, I'm very critical of the Wizards. I do support that team. I'm very critical of them. But I just like basketball at the end of the day. And I think that's what we're all here for. We love basketball. So you got to come with very solid takes about the entire league or you do not get a pass in my book you just don't get it i will quote tweet you and disrespect you and people will like it because that's exactly what he did to me (laughs) and i've never experienced like so much backfire over saying thanks gortat for like you know being old and still like cooling it with us and q just like goes off and i'm just like why like this is so you gotta like if you have an opinion you've gotta have like full evidence like you gotta write like an essay like you gotta know why you feel that the way that you, you feel. did well though you did very well for my first attack on you you did absolutely first incredible attack. and the mv the becca mvp squad the supporting cast oh it's probably the best bench in the league like they are they are ready to go you had some people that support you that were like, look, I don't know who this guy is, but now I don't like him because Becca has an <laughs> afflicting opinion than Quentin does. So I'm going to go against him. But now that we have joined forces, I need all the Becca MVP supporters to support me as well. We can conquer NBA Twitter together. Like we, we're very, we're like, you know, we're like the president and vice president of the Wizards DC family. So yeah. 
I'm going to need you guys to support both of us now that we've joined forces. But if we're arguing on Twitter and he says something out of line, like, <laughs> that's all him. Like, you can do what you want. And, wow, um, you're not going to yeah. support your front office okay. friend? I I might. I might. Okay, like, but if they go off, like, it's hard to, like, tell them, like, no, guys, it's okay. Like, it's hard to call them Twitter, off. Twitter is a real thing. Yeah, it's rough. But... At this point, you know, I'm just rambling because I just think it's so funny because I'll never forget the day he attacked me. Hopefully that will never happen again because no. that was just that was too much for me to handle. Like I couldn't sleep that night. Like I was scared out of my mind. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But <laughs> but um, anyways, I just want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. There's going to be many more to come this season. And thank you for listening to Locked on Wizards, part of the Locked on Network, your daily news from local experts. And we will see you soon. You sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.